Welcome back to Keys to the House. I'm your host this week, Diane Weber. This podcast is your behind the scenes look at the good, the bad, and the ugly of home buying, selling, and building. We're here to provide you an unfiltered view for anyone that's looking to buy a home, build a home, sell a home, or just gain more knowledge on real estate in general. On today's episode, we're joined by owner and president of Jerry's Homes, Adam Grubb. So for our listeners out there that don't know who you are, uh, give everybody kind of a little short intro on how you got started as a real estate agent and worked your way up to being the president and owner of Jerry's Homes. Yeah, I uh, obviously I was born into it. I'm a third generation home builder. So for me, it really started in high school. I was, you know, I played baseball, played sports, so I was active in in that aspect. But always in the summertime was, you know, sweeping houses, moving hoses, cleaning yards. Me and my buddies. So that was really the start of it. I kind of always used to tease, like if there ever was a book, it was like what I learned with a broom in my hand in terms of really seeing and understanding the the rhythm and the culture of the industry. It was really just sweeping houses, me and my brothers in high school. And then after college, I moved back home. It was like early 2000, so it had been 2002, 2003, the market's hot. So the natural progression there was to really come home, start selling. And that's really what I did. I teamed up on some condos. So I started selling condos at that time. Um, I was partners with Stephanie Wright and Tiffany DeHaan, two great agents uh, mm-hmm. at IR Realty right now. And Stephanie was a huge, uh, I think, mentor and just friend in general and taught me really how to do transactions, um, how to work with agents, kind of when and when not to pick my battles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chuck Stoll was another really big one. He was my broker manager at that time. And we started selling condos. And we were selling one a day. I mean, it was a lot. It was super active. And then in 2006, just boom, you know, we mm-hmm. hit a brick wall. So from that point, I really moved into the office. We had about 72 employees. We were building about 650 homes at that time. And I came in and at that point I was selling and doing estimating, uh, which in at the time I didn't love, but in hindsight was really positive for me because not only was it sort of a day-to-day income, but the ability to learn the ins and outs of cost. Yep. So on one side, I understood what the market was and what a home would sell for. Then I came in and understood what it costs to build a home, you know, the sticks and bricks and lot and Mm -hmm. and everything ranging from our apartment buildings or condos to townhomes, row homes, single family, really understanding the pricing structure of, you know, kind of good, better, best of flooring, cabinets, lighting. So all of that I was I was doing at that time. Uh, and it was a really, really good experience for me. So from there, we went from 72 employees down to 13. So eventually, I kind of rolled into becoming our sales manager. Mm-hmm. So that was all encompassing, really working with buyers on built orders, on customs, doing all of our starts, kind of what we built and where we built it. So right after that downturn, it was really a lot of reconfiguring a lot of our floor plans, a lot of our interior and exterior design while doing a lot of the estimating uh, at that time. So that was really where I would say I kind of cut my teeth on on the industry, understanding the ins and outs. And then really over the last 10 years, it's sort of been this slow progression 
really away from the selling aspect, more mm-hmm. on the sales manager side, and then internally really understanding um, what it takes in terms of running a home building business. So all of the different components that go into building a business and building a team and a culture that's able to build you know, as many homes as we do and, and drive that customer service. And then uh, my grandfather started the business in 1957. And my dad really took over, I would say late 80s, early 90s, kind of mid 90s, he became our president, turned it into what it is today. And then over the last two years, my dad and I have worked through kind of a third generation transition as I now own the majority uh, of the company and my dad's still uh, our business partner and and uh, he works with us on the land development side and then also uh, owns and manages quite a few apartments and so mm-hmm. he's still a huge part of the team but it's really more kind of I would say on the land development on the political side and really just kind of being a mentor and a thought partner on some of the bigger issues that we face on on a day-to-day basis but that's really kind of how we you know, ultimately got to to this point and has been been my journey. And I would say today it's really as much about where we're going in terms of land development, the product that we're building, and then the day-to-day culture of Jerry's Homes. Touching on that culture, uh, what kind of culture exists here at Jerry's Homes? Kind of give our listeners a little behind-the-scene description of how you establish this culture. Uh, Things have changed. Jerry's Homes has definitely kind of turned... Turned from where we used to be, I guess, way back in the 80s, maybe even back from 1957. Yeah. You know, for me, it, it, it really became, I think, purpose-driven for mm-hmm. me. As a th- I always say, you know, my, my grandfather built the business to be able to build homes, make money, play golf, and drink beer with his buddies. Like, provide yeah. a good living for his family. Yeah. My dad... Uh, made it into the scale that it is mm-hmm. and really drove on profitability. And I think the responsibility of myself as a third generation business owner is to make it purpose driven and have the, the, the sense of purpose drive the profitability, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds simple, but it, it, it has to, um, it's got to be something that not only I get, but the rest of the culture gets. Mm-hmm. And so for us, it really became about core values and our core focus of why we exist. I feel like for for us at Jerry's Homes, it's about making a positive impact and building lasting relationships. We just happen to use home building as um, the vehicle in which we get to do that, right? Yeah. So for me, it's about showing up every day and, and starting with my leadership team, trying to make an impact in their life, providing... Uh, an atmosphere and a culture that allows them to use their unique ability all day, every day, and then go to their team Mm -hmm. and do the exact same thing. And when you're able to show up, I mean, I think it really breaks down to five things that I want for me and I want for everybody on our team. One is I want to show up doing something I love doing every day. Mm -hmm. Two, I want to do it with people that I love being around. So just the fact that you get to go to work every day using your unique ability you feel a sense of purpose that you're adding value and you get to do it with people you really enjoy being around. That in itself is provides the foundation for a really good culture. Mm-hmm. 
you also want to be able to add value. So you want to come every day and feel like, all right, I made a difference. I made an impact, not just in my, you know, my teammates or the vendors or subcontractors, realtors, the customer, whoever it may be. I feel like I showed up and I added value in a way that moved something forward. And like you see that and feel that on a daily basis. Then in turn, I want to be compensated fairly for that value that I add. So I want that for me. I want that for my team. I think that's a, that's a key component. You can't show up and feel like, all right, I'm adding this value, but I'm not getting that same value in return. So I think doing what you love with people you love being around, add value, get value, right? And then I feel like oftentimes, especially in a market that's as crazy as it is right Mm -hmm. now, And we're kind of in this like hustle porn sort of culture where it's like, oh, I'm so busy and it's work and work, work. Mm -hmm. But if the work is so consuming that it doesn't allow you to do the things you love to do, i.e. spend time with my family. I got three young kids. I love to spend time with my wife. I like to Mm -hmm. play golf. I like to travel. If all of this is at the sacrifice of, you know, quality of life, then it's really not worth it. So, for us, everything that we've been doing is to try to create a culture, create an atmosphere, create an understanding that those five things are possible. And whether you're in the office or you're in the field or um, you're a subcontractor partner, like that's that at the end of the day is what we want. And I used to say sort of this wrong, but it was essentially, I don't want our business to get in the way of my golf game. What I mean is I don't want our growth to be at the sacrifice of doing the things that we love to do. Because you're not going to like that. The right. leadership team's not going to like that, right? Mm-hmm. If, if, if the growth or the business starts to take away from the things that we love to do, then what's the point? It's really, right. you know, it's really not worth it. So for me, I think that's what the culture is. And then in the end, it really, at the end of the day, is all laser focused on the customer and that customer experience. Okay. So over your career, what's super unique about this market and the situation, all the stuff going on being a hot market. Should people be out there selling? Should, should people be actively buying? Like what's your take on it? From my standpoint, I think over the, over my career, there's kind of three components of the business, right? You have sales, Mm -hmm. you have financing and you have production, you have operations. And Early in my career, it was always the issues were, you know, we're tight on money mm-hmm. and we can't get sales, but we can build as much as we want as fast as we want. And so it was certainly more of a buyer's market. Right. Right. Where today, because the world shut down, mm-hmm. we're now in this world of like supply chain issues. So sales are there, the money's there, and now it's really production. And it's really trying to navigate what is a really unique um, time mm-hmm. in 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 the production. And so, my advice, I think, to buyers is really be patient, be strategic. I absolutely think it's a great time to sell, and I think it's a great time to buy because it, there's just a lot of runway in front of us. I mean, they just pumped three to $4 trillion into the system. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear a lot of talks about inflation. So there's always that risk of, yeah, prices went up $30,000 over the last six months, but are they going to go up another 30000 over the next you know, 
yeah. next six months. Yeah. And then you can, you know, you combine that with the fact that we're still having record ro- low rates. I mean, we're still in the low to mid threes. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you combine higher prices to buy with higher rates, I mean, that definitely impacts your buying power, uh, as a buyer, this, the challenge is right now, you got to have a great realtor cause you've got to know yeah. what the market is. You have to be really educated and you have to be able to move fast. And that would probably be my number one. That'd probably be my advice is know the market, do your homework so that you're in a position that you can move, you know, really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And I think on the build side, you just, you do need to be patient. It's, it is such a challenge right now. It is really hard to explain, um, you know, across the board, uh, you know, supplies are supposed to come in and then they don't. And, and when you have a production line that is so much a domino of this affects that and yeah. that affects things down the road, um, just a day, let alone a week or where we shut the world down for a month, it just, we're going to feel those impacts for quite a while. Yeah. You know, so I think in that aspect, it is really, really, really unique that we have such supply chain, um, I don't even know, issues, hiccups, mm-hmm. like it's, it's daily. It's yeah, it's absolutely daily. But uh, I think at the same time, it's a challenge that because of the culture, we're up to being able to see and identify issues and solve them and react fast and be nimble. So I think that's a value add for a customer to be able to have a business. Like that's where the culture really translates for a customer is you, you have a team that is building homes and they're able to navigate that as good or better than anybody else. And my level of confidence in the team to be able to solve issues on a daily basis mm-hmm. where it's always evolving is extremely confident. And I think a customer or a buyer buying a home from Jerry's Homes can feel that same thing. As challenging as it's, it is in today's market, I think because of the culture, we, we solve those issues really well. Okay. Uh, vision for the future, Jerry's Homes. What can we or our, our viewers or our listeners expect to see? They can see me up. right now? <laughs> no, they can't see me. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, no, I... You know, right now I feel like we're kind of laying, not kind of, we are absolutely laying the foundation for the next 57, 60 years, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we, we've been in business probably 62 years. So much of, I think, what we're trying to do as a team right now is lay that foundation. It's obviously bigger than me now. It's bigger than the family. Um, you know, what does that look like for, for the next 60 years? And, and one of the biggest things that we feel is you have a lot of options in who you want to build a home with. And when you look at the trends and the styles and the floor plans or the locations, there's a lot of similarities. So at the end of the day, it's, a, it's as much about customer service. I mean, there's very much a difference between, let's say, going to uh, Wendy's versus Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think in a lot of ways, we want to be the Chick-fil-A of service, mm-hmm. right? So that that buying experience, whether you're an agent or you're a customer working with us, that that really is a, a highlight, that, it, that it's enjoyable, that it's not even just the best home building customer experience that you felt, but just in general with any business that you've been around, we want that to be one of the best customer service experiences that you felt. So we're making investments in terms of our design center, our front entry. When this mm-hmm. is done, we were talking about it this morning and walking through it. I mean, I, I'm so excited. I lose sleep over it. 
it is going to be incredible. You're going to walk into the front of our office and you're going to have no idea you're at a home building company. I think it's going to be fun for our employees. I think it's going to be fun for our partners. I think it's going to be unbelievable for the customers when they walk in. Just that feeling. I hope, my hope is that they talk about it for the rest of the week. In concert that, with that, we got a new website. So we're really trying to make that buyer experience really good on the front end from the website to be able to see the products, understand the brand, understand the culture, understand the people. Because that's so much of it, right? When you buy a home, you're, you're experiencing other people. You're experiencing our team. And so often I feel like the product of the homes get highlighted. But for us, it's really about the people. So we're trying to do that through social media. We're trying to do that through our web presence, uh, doing a new website. And then I think the thing the team's really most excited about is we're doing a home show again. Yeah, I think this will actually be our 10th home show is Jerry's homes over the 60 years. Um, and we're doing something very different. You get a more, tr- not traditional, but trendy um, home show sort of design and looks. Yep. And so much that I think our team's trying to buck that and and try to do something unique and different. And we really love Des Moines. We love South the Grand, Waterbury, like that feel. Absolutely love with what the what they're doing, the developers doing uh, with the the development and wanting it to be sort of a different vibe than just a normal suburban development. Mm-hmm. So we've really taken that to heart. We're really proud of the home that we're going to build out there. We could not be more excited. This is such a monster team effort and everything that goes into it. So we're really excited for everybody to get a chance to walk through that, see the home. Uh, kind of experience the people and the brand at Jerry's Homes. And so for us, I mean, we got the home show coming up. We got a redesign on the design center, brand new website. And I think we've we've spent the last four years really building the team and building the culture to where it is. And now I'm excited to see what we do with that. And for everybody out there, the home show is going to be this July in Cumming, Iowa. And kind of the theme of the home show is living in an agri-hood. Um, we can explain more about the agri-hood um, on another podcast with another guest of ours. Um, one other random question for you. Have you been in Rick's new house? Yes, Rick Grubb. Yeah. I have. And what are your thoughts? Well, I think it's great. I think uh, his, him and his fiance did an awesome job. I think Amanda did an awesome job. Uh, she did a lot of the interior selections for that. And yep. it's it's it turned out really, really, really awesome. I know they were getting some more furniture, so I'm excited to kind of go back and the, the true test is getting to go over there and, you know, have get invited for dinner, right. have some wine yep. on his white couch. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, uh, I'll have to circle back and, and give my kind of half a bottle of wine take. But I know they're getting some more furniture over there that I haven't got to see yet. But just the early... Um, just the early reviews. I, I think it's incredible. I love that location. Yep. My brother Gary's building a house next door. Yep. So we're super excited to see that. And have you been in Gary's house? Uh, not, not most recently. I am very much a, even when we build, I don't want you to come and see it till it's done. Yeah. You know? So there's part of me that I like to see it, but I really just want to see it done. Cause I want you to be able to walk me through your vision. Cause yeah. I, I hear it and feel it and see it in the beginning. I see it on a blueprint. Right. And then I really want to just see it done. And I'm not a, certainly on family projects or my projects and stuff like that. Now the home show is totally different because you're having to make a lot of decisions along the way or, or yeah. homes that, you know, new plans we're doing. I, I don't do that because um, we're in those constantly having to make decisions. But when it's my brother's, I don't have to make any decisions. <laughs> it's easy. I get to show up and see their vision and, and they're going to be uniquely different, but 
I think very representative of them and their families and yeah. I'm excited for them. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on our podcast this week. Yeah, this has been great. Is it kind of weird to be on the other side? Uh, this is your own podcast. Yeah, a little bit. I'm excited to get ours back going. That was one thing I didn't mention. We are going to do a nice podcast room oh. up front in the redesign. So we're excited about that. So what's up, Grub? Part two. What's up, Grub? Season two <laughs> coming out in August. If you have any other questions, comments, or topics that you'd like to learn more about, shoot us a message at info at jerryshomes.com. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks, everyone.